Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because I am always excited to hop on here and encourage your hearts in the Lord, to pray with you, to speak life over you. God is so, so good and so faithful. And so tonight I've just been sitting here on my couch and I got new couch covers and I've redesigned my living room and I'm absolutely obsessed with it and I literally can't wait because I ordered the cutest area rug and I'm like okay when is that thing gonna get here and then I have some other things I need to finish with my living room but I absolutely love it and it's kind of becoming my creative space and so I've been recording a lot of videos for TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and all the social media fun things and I've been sitting tonight and working on a few short devotionals and other things that I'm working on for my website, journeywithjanice.com. Make sure you go check it out. And so I'm so excited. I'm working on, I'll give you guys like a sneak peek. I'm working on a couple of short devotionals called Fearless, Shameless, and then I have another one that I'm going to call Doubtless, and then I have some other ideas too. So just walking in the fullness of everything God has for us, and I just know how important it is that we remind each other, that we encourage one another daily, like the Bible says. And so that is my heartbeat, is to create content that just ministers to the body of Christ, that it reminds the body of Christ of their authority and their identity in Him. And so it is an honor and a privilege to be able to do that through podcasting and writing and everything else. So my question to you today is, are you doing everything that God has called you to in this season? And I just believe that God is filling His people with a boldness and a tenacity to do the things He has called this too because time is short. Jesus is coming back and we need to be about our father's business doing everything that he's called us to. But it's so important that we remember to do those things from a place of abiding overflow. And what do I mean by that? I mean, we have to be making sure that we're making our relationship with him a priority, that we are in the word, not just to regurgitate it for other people. And if you're a minister of the gospel, you know how easy it is to read the word, to get a word, to give to others. But it's so important that we're reading the word just because we love him and we want to know him better. And we know that it's his love letter to us. It is his Holy Spirit breathed, God inspired, infallible, unchanging, living and active word. And so that is why I want to read the God, the word of God, because it is God speaking to my heart. And then from that place, yeah, I'm probably going to share what God has spoken to me, but I'm not getting into the word for you. I'm getting into the word for me and for him and for my relationship with him. And same with just worship and prayer time, making sure that we are making that time to spend with him just because we love him and because we want to be in fellowship with him and in relationship with him. And then from that place, we minister. We minister from a place of overflow. That's so important that we remember to keep our eyes locked with him in this season because there is so much that is just vying for our attention and for our affection. There's so much distraction all around us, even in ministry, even in full-time ministry. There are things that just vie and pull for your attention to try to keep your eyes off what really matters and what God is really doing. And so it's so important to stay conscientious of that. And so one thing I pray over myself, God, I thank you that I am awake, 
sober-minded, alert, and vigilant, that I am keeping my eyes locked with yours, God, that my heart is staying fastened to yours, and that I am moving forward into the things that you have called me to, and I'm not functioning from a place of expectation that other people have on me, or even really good ideas, because your girl has a million ideas all the time. If you know me at all, you're probably like, yes, she does. (laughs) I have a million and one trillion bajillion ideas all the time. And I have to filter those with the Lord and say, okay, God, is this you or is this just me? And just like trust him in the process of working those things out. So like these short devos that I'm working on, I know God has put those on my heart because they're topics that I've been talking about on my social medias that are really striking a chord with people. And I just really felt the leading of the Holy Spirit like expound on this, make this into a free downloadable devotional so that people can really dive into what it means to live fearless because part of my story, and a lot of you know this, but part of my story, part of my testimony is struggling and being tormented in the night with demonic activity, with nightmares, with all sorts of crazy things. And I didn't know how to battle that as a child. I didn't know the word of God as my authority. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to put on the full armor of God. I didn't know those things. So what do you do? You are just succumbing. You just succumb to the wiles of the enemy because you don't know any different. And so that is just my heart is to equip the body of Christ to know their authority, to know their identity, to know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. So when the enemy comes at you because he never stops, he's relentless. He's he prowls around, right? Like the Bible says in first Peter that he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's looking to devour his MO, his tactic, his purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus came that we would have life more abundantly. And we have to remember that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ lives on the inside of us. And so we don't give in to the enemy. We know who we are. We know that the greater one lives inside of us. So we don't bow to the wiles of the enemy. We take authority over him. And and it's just so important that we do that and that we remember who and whose we are, that we are seated with him in heavenly places. The Bible says that as believers, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And what I love, it talks about this, I believe it's in Ephesians, where it talks about how God raised how God raised Jesus from the dead. We all know he died on the cross. He rose again after three days. And then when he ascended to heaven, he was seated at the right hand. And the Bible says that he is seated far above all principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, those things. And so... God really just put a check in my spirit a while ago that I was pinning Jesus and the enemy like nose to nose as if the enemy is any rival to God whatsoever. I mean, that's laughable. And he reminded me of that scripture that says he's seated far above, not just above, far above all principalities and powers. And I am seated with him. You are seated with him in those heavenly places. So we don't have to give in to the wiles of the enemy. We don't have to give in to fear and depression and just oppression of any kind. Those things that the enemy wants to put on you to keep you from being ineffective because he knows he's already lost your soul. You, If you're born again, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he's, he's lost that battle. But what he doesn't want is for you to walk in the fullness of freedom that Christ has for you. What he doesn't want is for you to go out and set other captives free. What he doesn't want is for you to function in your anointing because he knows that when you know the fullness of your identity, when you know your gifts, when you know your calling, that you are going to advance the kingdom of God and you are going to push back darkness and that scares him. Yeah, I said it. You scare the enemy. When you are walking in the fullness of your identity, when you are awake and sober-minded and alert and vigilant and you are onto him, 
He is afraid of you. And that's how it should be. Demons should flee and shudder when you're around because you carry the spirit of the living God inside of you. And that's working me up, just reminding myself of that really, and just reminding myself of what God has promised us, that we have authority over all of the enemy. Every every bit of his power, we have authority over it. And I love where Jesus sent the the 70 out two by two, and he gave them authority to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers, to raise the dead, to cast out demons. And they went out and they did everything that God called them to. We're called to that same thing, okay? But he, so he sent them out, with the expectation that they would do these things, they come back, they're rejoicing, they're excited. We would be excited too, and we should be. When God is moving through us and doing amazing things through us, that is a reason to celebrate. That is a cause for a celebration. Yes, God is working through us. Praise God. So they came back to Jesus. They're celebrating. They're excited because they have saw a demonstration of the Spirit's power at work, and Jesus reminds them. He's like, you know what? It's great. I mean, this is JRV, Janice Regal version here. I'm paraphrasing. It's great that the enemy is is subject to you, that the demons, the spirits are subject to you. But the greatest miracle of all, above the demons being cast out, above the healings, above the miracles, above all of it, the greatest miracle, he says, this is why you should rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. So more than anything that we do, the greatest miracle will always be salvation. The greatest miracle will be to see someone conveyed from darkness to light, for someone to encounter the power of God, for someone to encounter Jesus and have their lives eternally changed. Because what good is a miracle in your body if your whole body goes to hell when you die? And that's something that's not a popular thing to preach right now. There's a lot of preachers out there that want to preach that hell is not a literal place, that it's like an allegory or it's a metaphor and about whatever. But Jesus preached hell. Hell is a very real place. The Bible preaches it over and over again. The problem with falling into false teaching is the fact that people aren't reading the word for themselves. So that's a word right there. I'm going to encourage you right now, if you are not consistently in the word of God, get into the word of God. I'll tell you what I'm doing right now in this season. And it changes. I don't ever want to be like religious. And when I say that, hear me out. When I say I don't want to be religious, I mean, I don't want to be methodical with my walk with the Lord. So every season of my life with the Lord doesn't look the same. Right now in this season, one thing that I'm doing is I'm trying to read the Proverbs of the day every day because Proverbs has 31 days. So I just will read whatever the the, the day of the month is. So if it's the 10th, I'm reading Proverbs 10. If it's the 22nd, I'm reading Proverbs 22. So that's what I'm doing. Then I'll skip over to Psalms and I'll read, you know, some verses in Psalms, some chapters in Psalms. Then I'll switch over and I'll try to read something out of the New Testament. I always am trying to read something in the gospel book. So that's the first four books in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And those are all about the life of Jesus. And we know the Bible says that we will do the works that Jesus did in greater, but it's kind of hard to know what Jesus did if we don't read the gospel books to actually know what he did. And so when we read that, it builds our faith to know that God wants to move in my life and through my life in the same way that he moved in Jesus's life. And Jesus was was God, obviously, but the same ways that Jesus lived his life, he modeled for how we should be living our lives. So I love reading that because it encourages me to know I can go out and lay hands on the sick. Sometimes, even last night, I did a Facebook Live 
And I couldn't go out and lay hands on these people because obviously it's a virtual event, but I could send forth the word. I could pray for people. And Jesus did that at times. He just sent a word and, and God healed people. And so just knowing what, how Jesus lived his life and then, and then modeling our life after him, right? WWJD, what would Jesus do? And then I love to read somewhere else in the New Testament. I'll kind of flip around and, and there are times I'll just say, Holy Spirit, where do you want me to read today? And I'll just kind of dance through scriptures as the Lord speaks to my heart and tells me what to read. So, Make the Word of God, make reading the Word of God a priority in your life. I urge you more than anything, if you get nothing else out of this podcast or anything I ever say or do on my ministry platforms, if I can inspire people to love the Word of God, I will go to bed at night happy. I will rest my head on my pillow and say I did what I was supposed to do because I know that's part of my calling is to encourage people to read the Word of God. It is not just a historical book that is irrelevant to today. It's living and it's active and it's very relevant to today. And I love that Romans twelve two says, do not conform to the pattern of this world because you know that the world has a pattern and it wants us all to conform to it. But the second part of that verse says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we're transformed and renewed in our mind through the word of God. We adjust our lives to the word of God. We don't go through the word of God with white out and highlight the parts we like and scratch out the parts we don't like. No, we read it in the fullness of its context and we do everything that it calls us to do and we conform our lives to the patterns that God has placed and established and the boundaries that he has put in his word. And I love that. And I know a lot of my friends are, you know, learning as I am too, just how to how to minister and how to how to function in the prophetic, how to hear God's voice, how to share words with one another and different things. And it's beautiful. I love that. But I think it's a dangerous place when you are trying to hear the voice of God if you don't know the word of God, because God's will is always his word. And so I believe that there's a perfect will of God that's found within his word. And then there are there are things that are are, you know, for us individually, personally, personal things for Janice, for you that that are always going to line up with the word of God that's our that's our fixed point of reference it's our plumb line but we have to know God's voice through his word so that we can know when he's speaking to us is this the heart of God is this his voice because the bible says that his sheep know his voice and another voice they will not follow so as we're reading the word we can really grow in our confidence in hearing God's voice and know like this is the heart of God. This is a voice I recognize because I know his voice through his word. And so that's so important that as we are praying for one another and we're sharing words that we feel like God is getting, giving us that everything we do is always anchored in the word and that it is encouraging people. And I, I've shared this with so many people that are like, you know, that wasn't really like a prophetic word. It was just, you know, a word of encouragement. I'm like, that's a prophetic word. A prophetic word is encouragement. The Bible says that prophecy is to edify, encourage, or exhort, and comfort. So if you're giving someone a word and it falls under any of those three, it's a prophetic word. A prophetic word isn't just, you know, thus saith the Lord, this is what he has for your future kind of thing. Sometimes it is that. I've had prophetic words spoken to me about moving to Tennessee. I've had prophetic words spoken to me about other things and and it was something regarding my future, but I've also had prophetic words that just encourage me in the moment and remind me that what I'm doing is what God has for me and just, just you know, confirmations of what God's already been speaking. And so I love that. I love that God's word is, it's unchanging and it's just, ah, it's just my heartbeat. I love the word of God. And so God was just reminding my heart today to continue hiding his word in my heart. And we know that the Bible says, to hide his word in our heart 
the Bible, it actually says, I will hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, that I would not sin against you. And so we hide his word in our heart so that we can live our lives holy and set apart. We can live our lives according to the standard that he has set in his word and live our lives in a way that pleases and honors and glorifies him. And I want to be someone who stands before him one day and says, God, I did everything that you called me to do. And I want to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You did everything that I put you on this earth to do. And so I just want to know him more, more than anything in the whole wide world. I just want to know him more. I want to see his power on display and in through my life. I want to see people's lives radically transformed and changed because of the power of God. It's nothing that we can do. We can do nothing apart from him. Read John 15. You will be reminded that he is the vine. We are the branches. And if we remain in him, we'll bear much fruit. But it says, apart from me, you will do nothing. And I acknowledge that anything good in me is him because my flesh is ugly. My flesh is corrupt. My flesh is weak. And I just do not want to live according to my flesh. I want to walk according to the spirit and not gratify the lust of the flesh. I don't want to give the enemy a foothold. I want to make no provision for the flesh. Like the word says, I want to walk in the spirit. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit to love people well, to love God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and just to do everything that he's called me to do. And I really believe that that starts with hiding his word in our hearts. And so I'm going to end with that. I want to pray for you guys. I want to let you know to please, like I always say, reach out to me if you need to talk about something, if something struck a chord on the podcast with you today, if there is something inside of you that you're like, Janice, I just really need to talk this out or I want to pray, seriously reach out to me. You can find me on social media at The Journey with Janice. It's at The Journey with Janice. If you look up Journey with Janice, it's like a it's like a real estate page or something. But if you look up The Journey with Janice, you'll find me and we can talk. We'd love to pray for you and just encourage you wherever you're at with the Lord and um, just just help you journey through life too because we're all on a journey and the journey is to pursue Jesus and to fall more in love with him to look more like him than we did yesterday or a month ago or last year to continually be growing in our walks with him and so that is my heartbeat so feel free to reach out to me we'd love to pray for you you can check out my website journey with Janice com. There are great resources on there and things that will encourage your heart. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father God, thank you so much for this podcast. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word is living and active. I thank you for access to the word. God, I pray that you would put a deeper hunger inside of us, a hunger and a thirst for truth, a hunger for your word. God, I thank you for the fruitfulness of it. God, I pray that it will land on good soil. I pray right now over our hearts, God, that we would just allow you to till up the soil of our heart. God, if there is anything inside of us that isn't pleasing to you, God, that you would uproot it out of us, God, that we would be pure before you, that we would live lives that glorify you and honor you in everything that we say and do, God, that as we hide your word in our heart, God, that it would bear fruit in our lives, it would transform and change us from the inside out, and that it would affect everything around us. God, I thank you that we are atmosphere changers. When we go into places, God, we don't adjust to the atmosphere. God, we change the atmosphere in the places that we go. God, I thank you that greater is the one inside of us, the Holy Spirit, than the one who is in this world. And I thank you, God, that we do not bow to fear or intimidation. God, that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. And God, I thank you that we function in those things, that we live from our place seated with you in those heavenly places. God, I thank you for your goodness and faithfulness in our lives. God, I pray over every person on here, a blessing. I speak life over their life, their ministry, their calling, 
their marriages, their family, God, their workplaces, their churches, their community. God, I thank you that you are doing something new in and through their lives. I declare breakthrough over every person on here, God, people that have been praying and believing and contending for things for a long time. Father, I speak breakthrough over them today. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you that they'll start to see the manifestation of the goodness of God, the promises that you have given them. God, I thank you that all of your promises are yes and amen. And we declare, God, that those things are coming forth in the name of Jesus. Father, have your way in and through our lives. I pray that we would glorify you more than anything else, God, that we would fall more in love with you today. In Jesus' name, amen.